0: Peter Hunts was the stage name of James H. Sharp, a Civil War veteran from Clinton County who rose to prominence during the latter half of the 19th century as a master puppeteer, ventriloquist, magician, and local stage performer. Born in Richmond, Virginia in 1830, he was the son of a Center County businessman who owned iron mines in the South. According to W. Orlando Smith, an Army buddy who served in Company C, 52nd Regiment of the Volunteer Infantry, Sharp learned the art of carving puppets from a master wood carver from the Black Forest region of Germany, who served in a 7th Cavalry with Sharp. During lulls in the fighting, Sharp and his friend, whose name was Professor de Rosschaff, carved wooden puppets for their friends to send home to their families. The carving of puppets has been a German tradition for centuries, and Sharp's mentor, de had learned the craft from renowned Parisian puppet master Professor Alexander. Before his arrival in America, de had directed the puppet theater at Eisenstadt Castle for Count Esterhazy of Hungary. The Eisenstadt puppet theater dates back to the 18th century, and one of its early directors was a young Joseph Hayden, who would later become one of the world's greatest classical composers. The Puppet Theater at Eisenstadt is remarkable not just for its history, but for the legends associated with it. According to folklore, the reason the theater's puppets were so lifelike and realistic was because the woodcarvers imbued their creations with actual drops of human blood. History also tells many stories of carvers and castle guests becoming morbidly attached to these puppets, essentially falling in love with them just as if they were living, breathing human beings rather than painted puppets hewn from wood. As a young soldier, Sharp listened to these tales told by his mentor with fascination, and on more than one occasion, Sharp and Derochoff's ventriloquism skills were put to the use on a field of battle. During the Battle of Chantilly, The puppet masters threw their voices below the window of a Confederate general's headquarters, announcing that Union troops would be arriving in five minutes. The Confederate general, fearing capture, ordered his men to retreat on horseback. By the time the general discovered that it had been a hoax, it was too late to return to headquarters. It was now under Union control. The dynamic duo of Sharp and Dhrashev pulled off a similar stunt during the Battle of Seven Pines, and while these incidents never made it into regimental reports, they were vouched for by Captain Barker of the 7th Cavalry. (laughs) After his military career ended, Sharp purchased a black, hearse-like wagon and traveled the countryside with his puppets. His act was an immediate hit. Sharp incorporated magic tricks into his act, and adopted the stage name of Peter Hans, which was a supernatural take on Peter Hans, a stock character in German puppet shows. Sharp made his debut as a professional performer in 1865 on the night of the Grand Peace Jubilee at Jacksonville in Center County. Other early performances were at Garth Hall in Mill Hall and Hubbard Schoolhouse in Martins Grove. As his fame grew... He took his act to opera houses and theaters. He performed frequently in Altoona and was said to have traveled as far west as Indiana County. For a brief time, he also traveled with Walter L. Main's Circus. Sharp's performances centered on three main characters, Peter Hans, Julianne, and Herodia. Peter was a tall ornery, Abe Lincoln-like puppet, and Julianne was his long-suffering wife. And then, there's Herodia. Herodia, who soon became Sharp's star attraction, was a ten-year-old orphan who had run away from her cruel stepmother in Clearfield County and hid herself in a puppet master's wagon one night in 1873 while Sharp was performing his act in Beach Creek. Sharp discovered the young girl hiding in his wagon the following morning, and she so impressed him with her singing and dancing that he made her a part of his act. For the next four years, James H. Sharp, his puppets, and Herodia performed together in villages and towns all across Pennsylvania. Herodia, painted up as a marionette, impressed audiences with her ballet dancing and quickly became one of the best-known performers in north-central Pennsylvania. And then, In 1877, Herodia disappeared as mysteriously as she had arrived. According to some sources, James Sharp and his wife adopted the girl as their own daughter and she retired from performing. Others claim that Herodia's step-parents managed to track her down and take her back to Clearfield County. Some claim that Herodia enrolled in school, fell in love with a young man, and got married and still others claim that Herodia was never really a living person at all, but a puppet who was so realistic that it fooled everybody. At any rate, Herodia had become so famous that she was immortalized in a book by Caldecott medal-winning children's author Catherine Milhouse. In Millhouse's 1942 book, Herodia, the Lovely Puppet, The title character is a runaway girl who plays the role of a puppet in a traveling theater. This book is regarded as the first mystery story ever written for children. Shortly after Herodias' disappearance from the show, the puppet master's health began to fail, and his wife, Lavina, accompanied him on the road, handling everything from arranging hotel accommodations to tacking up handbills and selling tickets. Sharp's daughter, Nellie, assumed the role of Herodia in her father's act, and many newspaper articles declared that she bore such an uncanny resemblance to the mysteriously vanished orphan that they were actually one and the same. Described in newspapers as darkly beautiful as a gypsy princess, some have speculated that she may have possibly possessed Native American lineage. Nellie Sharp remains something of an enigma to local historians. Famed newspaper editor and Pennsylvania folklorist Henry W. Shoemaker wrote in 1942 that the daughter of Peter Hans was never billed as Herodia, and in fact did all she could to discount the resemblance, but the two girls were so much alike that the name stuck, just as J. H. Sharp became known as Peter Hans from his most celebrated puppet. Could it be possible that the original Herodia was Nellie Sharp all along, and that the orphan backstory was just a contrivance of the puppet master? Sadly, we will probably never know the true identity of the infamous Herodia, because Nellie passed away suddenly in 1902 at the age of 25. Her untimely death, which was caused by heart failure, occurred just a few years after she had married Samuel William Stover of Hublersburg. Of Sharpe's other children, even less is known. An elderly resident of Blair County, who was close to the Sharp family, told the Altoona Tribune in 1943, If I remember rightly, he had four or five girls and a fine boy, Charles. The girls were Alice, Mrs. Thomas Porter, whose children live in a neighborhood of Lockhaven in Jersey Shore. And then there was Emma, Sadie, Maggie, Lavina, or Vina." and a lovely dark Nellie, who is Mrs. Sam Stover. It seems that every facet of James Sharp's life is shrouded in mystery, and this mysteriousness is what turned him into a folk hero in Clinton, Center, Clearfield, and surrounding counties in the mid-20th century, when there was a sudden resurgence in the puppet master's popularity following the publication of Catherine Milhouse's novel. One of Sharp's granddaughters, Mrs. L. Isabel Rolls, told the Tribune in 1949 that Sharp happened upon wood carving by chance, that his original ambition was to become a great surgeon, and that even she, the daughter of the great puppet master, couldn't be sure if Herodia was a mannequin or a human.
1: When his father died in Virginia, while looking after his iron mines there, grandfather was a young man attending medical school in the north. The widow lost everything, and young Sharp had to quit college. Sharp knew the human form and its balance so well that he could carve out puppets that were mistaken for living persons. With him, it was only a hair's breadth between the living and the dead. Possibly none of his performers, not even the famed Herodia were living creatures, only examples of his superb sculpture and painting. To relieve his moodiness, he carved doll babies for his army buddies and sent them home to their children, and upset and mystified his mates with his ventriloquism. This voice-throwing gift and his lung music he learned from colored folks working in the iron mines of Virginia. They stood in fascinated awe of him because of his resemblance to the Emancipator, Abraham Lincoln.
0: At around 4 o'clock on the afternoon of August fifteenth, nineteen 1908, James Sharp was on his way to visit a relative in Lockhaven. While walking across the tracks on Vesper Street, the 78-year-old puppet master was struck by a westbound freight train drawn by engine number 1668, which was passing through town at a moderate rate of speed. One of his legs was severed completely, the other crushed, and he suffered a deep gash in the back of his head. The train stopped immediately, and Sharp, who was still alive, was carried across the street to the office of the Claster Coal Yard. The entertainer, known to thousands of Pennsylvanians as Peter Hunts, died before the ambulance could arrive. Some newspapers erroneously reported that Sharp was in his buggy when it was struck by the train, and that his beloved puppets were destroyed by the collision but this appears to be just one of many fanciful legends surrounding Peter Hans. By 1908, the showman had effectively retired due to his health, which had declined significantly following the untimely demise of his daughter. So it is unlikely that he would have been traveling with puppets and marionettes while paying a visit to a relative. One newspaper article from the August 16, 1902 edition of the Tyrone Daily Herald indicates that Sharp's physical and mental condition was a matter of concern to those who had purchased a ticket to see his performance in Ironsville, just five months after Nellie Sharp's unexpected death. Professor Jim Sharp, famous as a ventriloquist and expert manipulator of the Peter Hahn Show, is still alive and doing as well as could be expected under the circumstances, as his presence in this town today fully proves. His aggregation is billed to exhibit at the schoolhouse in Ironsville this evening, rain or shine, so the professor informs us, and the show will go on if no serious accident happens to prevent it. The whereabouts of Sharp's puppets are also steeped in legend and mystery. It has been written that, after Sharp's death, all of his puppets were taken from a storage shed in Salona and burned on a trash heap. Sharp's granddaughter refuted this legend, however, pointing out that one of Sharp's puppets was known to be in the possession of a Mrs. Paul Annen of Milheim. Those puppets are probably knocking around somewhere and perhaps used by a showman at the present time, with no credit given to J.H. Sharp, stated Mrs. Rowles in 1949. So what happened to Professor Jim Sharp's fabled puppets, Are they moldering away in some dark attic in Salona, waiting to be rediscovered? Have they been destroyed and lost to history, burned on a rubbish heap by an ignorant landlord? Perhaps somebody knows of a little antique shop somewhere in Pennsylvania where a wooden puppet is on display. A puppet so lifelike that it makes you wonder if its creator might have used a few drops of his own blood to breathe life into it. And if a puppet of this description is out there, waiting to be found, it just might have been crafted by James H. Sharp.
1: Pennsylvania
0: Oddities If you enjoyed this podcast, look for my latest book, Pennsylvania Oddities, Volume 2 available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and walmart.com, or through the Sunbury Press website at www.sunburypressstore.com. The Pennsylvania Oddities Podcast is written, produced, and narrated by Marlon Bressy. Theme music composed by Marlon Bressy Sound effects courtesy of freesound.org. Find the Pennsylvania Oddities Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you find your favorite programs. New episodes on the 1st and 15th of every month.